0: Hi, this is Tiffany Bova. Welcome to this episode of the What's Next podcast, where I have the pleasure of welcoming an Aussie who lives in the US now, Matthew Pollard. He is responsible for five multi million dollar business success stories all before the age of 30. I feel like a total underachiever. He's also the best selling author of The Introvert's Edge, which hit the Amazon charts as the eighth most sold book of the week. And was selected by book authority as the number two best introverts book of all time he has a new book releasing january 2021 called the introverts edge to networking has already received endorsements from harvard princeton neil patel michael gerber and my friend marshall goldsmith so welcome to the show matthew
1: tiffany it's a pleasure to be here thanks for having me on
0: oh absolutely absolutely well I have to uh, not let you off the hook on this. We're going to start with something I call bullish and bearish. It's a way to kind of get the juices flowing. Bullish is you're for it. Bearish is you're against it. Uh, Hopefully nothing too painful. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right. The first one. This is kind of a softball. Networking works.
1: Oh, Absolutely bullish.
0: I told you, a softball. That was kind of too easy. (laughs) All right. All right, we'll get a we'll get a little a little more a little more fun. Next one, colonizing on Mars, bullish or bearish?
1: Bullish. I loved astronomy growing up, so I'd love to see that happen.
0: All righty, and the third one, bullish or bearish? Australian wine,
1: absolutely bullish. Best in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? So for anybody who spent any time in Australia, like they are bullish, bullish, bullish on their wine versus Napa for sure
1: I think no if I question. had to answered that question any differently they wouldn't have let me back in so I had to make sure that I I played wave the country flag for that one
0: absolutely well all right so let's dig into it because you know I have find the conversation around extroverts versus introverts and I don't mean it versus in like a competition I mean it in different personality types when I when I say that but I'd love to ground the conversation with starting on maybe how you define, you know, a very quick extrovert, introvert. And then I'd love to find out what you think about somebody who may or may not be able to play an extrovert at work maybe and an introvert, you know, in their personal life, you know, that kind of thing. So maybe can you, can you level set us on those, how you would define those two?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that it's really important for people to realize that the way most people define introversion, like they're almost second-class citizens that can't succeed in (laughs) a lot of these so-called extroverted arenas is just wrong. I mean, to me, the only difference between an introvert and an extrovert is where they draw their energy. I think a lot of people have confused the topic, and there are a lot of complexities. You can talk about highly sensitive people, people that are shy, but when I look at just pure introversion, it really is where you draw your energy, for instance, uh, Jim Cathcart, who 's a, a personal friend of mine, he 's one of the most award winning speakers in the world and and he 's an extrovert and and i 'm an introvert. so you know I run a conference called Small Business Festival in uh, in Austin, Texas, and it was listed by Inc actually as one of the number three conferences in America for small business, and he came to help me launch the event the first year, and he and I were both in and involved in the event for the entire three-day period. The difference was at the end of that event, he was so juiced up from being in that event for three days. He wanted to go and experience the live music capital of the world. Me, on the other hand, I was exhausted. I wanted to put a hoodie on, go and watch Netflix in a dark room and have nobody talk to me. You know, It was the first time I had to ask a 7 year old if I could go home at midnight because I was just so wiped out. And I promised him I'd take him out to show him that live music capital. So, I mean, when you think about introversion, people always assume, oh, they don't have that natural gift of gab. They can't go out and speak in public. They can't sell. They can't network. It's got nothing to do with that. It just means that if you're an introvert and you're doing those activities, like a kid at Disneyland, you can even enjoy it. You are just tired afterwards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it, that that's why I asked that question. Do you think people can actually uh, flex between the two? You know, so I'm just going to use myself. So, you know, like you, in normal circumstances, you know, I'm traveling the world and giving keynotes and, you know, I'm in and around thousands and thousands of people in any given week. When I come home, it's like, I just want quiet. Like I don't then crave to be, you know, stimulated in big crowds um, in my personal life because I feel like I get so much of that in my professional life. And so I actually appreciate the quiet time.
1: Oh, absolutely! I feel the exact same way. So I think you and I are both listed by BigSpeak as one of the you know top. Ten speakers in the world on the topic of sales. Which, and sales people, there's a lot. Let's face it. If there's going to be a a group that gravitates to the extrovert, it's going to be the sales community. And you know, I so I speak at a lot of sales kickoffs, and I travel the world, and and I'm always in and around people. So when I come home, I mean, my wife's more introverted than I am. But when when I come home, the last thing I want is for her to have said, "Hey, you know, I've been dying to for us to all catch up with these people, so let's go out." I love the fact that she's introverted, and I can just be completely quiet in my own world. You know, I, th- I think that, you know, as, a, as an introvert going out and doing these activities, I, I think that, you know, personally, I think introverts outperform extroverts at sales, at networking and at public speaking. But it's because we have this focus on practice. We have this focus on on, you know, uh, being more empathetic. And a lot of times we follow working systems. But yes, in my personal life, (laughs) I get caught up on my words quite frequently. I, you know, I sometimes will, you know, develop a short, a small stutter. And, you know, I like being by myself a dramatic amount. And I think my wife and I, you know, she she was the one person that I found that when I'm having that quiet time, I love her being around, but I, I don't want six of her friends being there as well.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I find it fascinating because, you know, sometimes people will say you kind of top performing salespeople. I'm just going to focus on them for a second. And people are like, Oh, like you said, they're just all extroverts. And, you know, sometimes that extrovert seller can be overwhelming, maybe for an introvert buyer that you have to, you know, kind of think about the personality differently, or if you're a leader, um, which I also really want to understand when we, when we shift away from the sales conversation, but, you know, I think to your point, it's really about being able to pay attention to the signals that may be coming from the person on the other side of the table, or on the other side of the Zoom call, or on the other side of the phone, whichever it may be, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, you know that that if if you're totally in extrovert mode, you may just completely roll over someone.
1: Well, absolutely. So I think that, I mean, this isn't new stuff in the sales world. I mean, Brian Tracy's been talking about the top 10% of all sales performers have a planned presentation. Now, if you think about the person that's more likely to have a planned presentation, that's your introvert. The problem is that the bottom 80% just say whatever comes out of their mouth. And that tends to be more of an extroverted behavior, which means at the very bottom of that 80% tends to be a lot of the introverts, which is why people believe that introverts can't sell. But when you think about it, I mean, Zig Ziglar was an introvert. I mean, he'd probably be one of the most well-known sales trainers, sales speakers on the planet, and and he was an introvert. He just followed a methodical process. If you look at someone like Jeb Blunt, who endorsed my new book, you know, he's also an amazing sales trainer, and he's also an introvert. But stretch out to networking, Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, the largest networking group in the world, you know, he's an introvert himself, and he, he did a study with all the members of the BNI, and the things that people liked, the behaviors that people liked in the people that they were networking with was empathy, their ability for them to listen. They're more introverted behaviors. The problem is that most introverts don't know how to walk up to someone and just have a dialogue because that tends to be more of an extroverted behavior. That's until they have a system that leverages their natural introverted strengths, then I find that you know introverts people like Jamie Masters, that they all make amazing networkers. The difference is they have a system, and I think this applies to, to leadership as well. you know it's, it's funny it doesn't matter where you go, like Bill Murray, that famous um, actor. He is an introvert, and Leonardo DiCaprio is an introvert. Oprah Winfrey is an introvert. Yet what happens, I think, right across the globe, and introverts, I'm as guilty as it of it as many others, is anytime we see someone successful in leadership, in networking, in sales, in any other so-called extroverted arena, we project. Extroversion on them and say, wow, it's easy for them. I wish I was an as an extrovert. I I wish I was an extrovert just like them. And a lot of the times what you're experiencing is a well-practiced introvert that's not behaving more extroverted because I think that feels inauthentic and it's exhausting, but has found a way to succeed as an introvert. As a matter of fact, dominate as an introvert in a so-called extroverted arena.
0: So now let me pivot a little bit to leadership, because I think there's something to be said for that, you know, do extrovert leaders or introvert leaders, and I mean leaders like a CEO or an entrepreneur leader, or, you know, are there things that that you've found in your work, uh, you know, is either more or less effective, if you will?
1: Well, it, it really depends on the leadership style. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I don't want to make this sound, sound like we're extrovert bashing by any means. So extroverts, the difference with them is that they realize that they have deficiencies or HR will realize that they have certain deficiencies around active listening and empathy. And they'll send them off for coaching to develop that, to help them develop their emotional intelligence, to be more empathetic with people. The difference is with introverts, because we believe and HR believes that there's this gift of gab wall, it's just like we accept subpar performance and we accept it of ourselves and we accept it of the other introverts within our organization. And that's what has to stop. So I think with leaders, when you say, you know, who makes the best leaders, I think that all leaders need to develop skill sets if they're high on the, the extroversion spectrum. They need to learn how to empathize with their team members. They need to learn how to listen more. They need to realize that there are introverts on their team that if they ask a question in around the meeting and they then ask their introvert that always has a whole bunch of really good ideas on the spot for an answer that they're not going to get the best response. I mean, the amount of times I see extroverted leaders come to me after I talk about this topic of introversion and say, my introvert team members have always got such great ideas. I ask them questions in meetings, and then they come back to me the next day with a great answer, but it's too late. We've already actioned something. And I tell them that if they give advance notice of these questions in the agenda, then things will go very differently. Introverts, on the other hand, they need to learn that they need to prepare for these meetings. You know, I've worked with people from the finance departments, you know, directors of finance, VPs of finance that are trying to get the sales teams or the business leaders on the in the organization to understand the KPIs and why they matter. And they could have embedded all of it into a well-prepared story. And if they did that, then it would have become more tangible. It would have, you know, short-circuited the logical mind and captivated the emotions of the people that they're speaking to Every group in leadership has the opportunity to be phenomenal, whether you're introverted or extroverted. But introverts especially need to know that there is a system out there to allow them to be an amazing leader. They can't accept subpar performance for themselves, and they have to be willing to learn those skill sets because they deserve every bit of success. And a lot of times, their fear of being in that leadership role is preventing them from being who they were truly meant to be.
0: And so if someone is listening and they go, gosh, you know, I wish I was more outgoing, I feel like I'm an introvert or I know I'm an introvert, right? Just flat out. I know I am kind of a thing. What would you say to them to help them lean into feeling a little bit more comfortable without, by the way, feeling exhausted by it? Because I know that, you know, when I say like, you know, I I believe I, I don't know if it's, you know, if the, if the, you know, those like you that study this would agree, but I really do feel like I, sort of bounce between two personalities in this. And although when I am an introvert and I am quiet, I'm also very extroverted. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I appreciate the quiet time. Um, But leaning into it, if you're just, I I get exhausted by that outpouring of extrovertness, if you will, all the time. Uh, And so how can you help introverts not be exhausted by those kinds of interactions? And, And how can they work on being better at, not being so introverted.
1: Absolutely. So first thing that I want people to understand is that introversion is a gift. It's actually an advantage, not a disadvantage. But if you're one of those people that knows that they have to go to a networking event and therefore puts it in their calendar and tries to keep it out of their head until that last minute where they try and convince themselves that they don't need to go and then eventually decide, okay, they're going to get in their car and they're going to go to that event or they're going to hop on their computer and go to that a virtual event in, in today's age then you're always going to do poorly. But if you realize that you can be masterful, the first thing you have to realize, though, is your path to success is different to that of an extrovert. You have to learn a different way of doing things. And don't listen to your extroverted friends that say, oh, it's easy, you just do this, because it won't be easy for you. The path for an introvert to be successful in networking, in sales, in leadership— is by finding a process that leverages your natural strengths. Now, one of the things that I've been ecstatic to see is, you know, when I when I launched my first book, The Introvert's Edge, there were so few books out there that really helped introverts realize that their skill sets are of, a benefit to them and there's a, there are systems out there for them. As a matter of fact, most of the introverted literature was written more like, poor you, you're an introvert, let me show you how to survive in an extroverted world. You know, the thing that I was really focused on with my book is helping people realize, not poor you, be excited about the fact that you have a skill set that extroverts don't have and it gives you the edge over your competition. Now, so many more books exist in every category now for introverts out there, but find a book or find something that supports you with a skill set that sees it as an advantage that isn't an extrovert showing you what to do, but an introvert showing you what to do. And then once you have a, a system, it's not like mixed martial arts. Find one system and hold onto it and focus on getting better and better at it. It's in, and when you focus on doing that, and understand that it takes practice, it takes preparation. Two things that introverts are great at, you'll start to dominate. For instance, when you go to a networking event, if you're flying off the cuff and you don't know what to say, somebody will ask you what you do and you'll respond with, oh, I'm a business coach or a branding expert. And the response you'll get is, oh, I had a branding expert once before. It didn't really work out. And then you feel like you've got to convince them and conjole them like there's something different about you and it's going to get awkward. Or they'll say, oh, I need that. How much do you charge? And Now you're having a price conversation. That's the last conversation you want to be having right up front because you know they've just commoditized you. With planning and preparation, you'll be able to work out exactly what to say in a way that excites and inspires them to want to know more, that allows them to see you as a category as of one. But if you don't and you just walk into a networking room off the cuff, then you'll fail miserably. And that's why I would suggest networking does work to answer your question at the start. Networking does work for most introverts. The reason why they fail at it is they're doing it wrong and they're trying to treat it as a natural organic process as opposed to one that can be planned and prepared for.
0: And I think there's so much there to unpack because I think people start to feel uncomfortable, insecure, you know, when they're doing something that's way out of their comfort zone. And I wonder if during this time, uh, you know, introverts are thriving because everybody's working from home and you're able to either, you know, be on a Zoom call or a phone call versus doing everything face-to-face where extroverts are way out of their comfort zone, right, which is more face-to-face and you know, big groups and those kinds of relationship building activities. What do you think about that?
1: You know, it's interesting. So yes, introverts are doing much better at the moment. And the reason for it is, and there was, there's was a lot of studies that were done about the fact that at the moment, people want to have somebody that is more empathetic that they're speaking to that's mindful of their time because everyone thought that the world would had they would have less to do when they were working from home but our world is now full of zoom meetings and you know we've got family in the other room and it's it's different so having somebody that's mindful of the time well prepared and empathetic is a huge advantage right now but what I will tell you is that you know I think there's a lot of people struggling right now as well I mean from a leadership perspective there's a lot of leaders that have no idea how to manage in this in this virtual climate there's a lot of introverts that don't know how to they think it's wonderful that they're getting to work away but they don't know how to communicate with their managers about what they're actually achieving and what they're doing and a lot of managers are getting feeling like they're they're checking up on their staff members because they don't know how to manage in this in this virtual environment. So they're hiding away from their bosses, hoping that they're not asked questions. They don't know how to communicate to their staff in any other way than what are you doing? I can't see what you're doing, which seems to upset a lot of the introverts. So leaders need to learn how to communicate and motivate their introverted and extroverted staff in a virtual environment. And introverts need to know how to manage up to share ideas in a way that is, is 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 accepted and appreciated by their leadership team but networking is even worse for a lot of introverts right now because i think when people go to a networking room and they're given the opportunity to explain what they do at least somebody politely listens to them for 2 to 3 minutes before they do that awkward i'm going to go to the restroom i'm going to go to the bar and get away from <laughs> it
0: right,
1: right online right. you get like half a second to a minute and a minute at the mo- like at the most before somebody clicks off your tab and so if you don't know how to Elucidate your value in a networking room when someone's listening politely, there's no chance online. So it's so important that you understand how to excite and inspire your prospects, how to niche down so you're seeing the only logical choice, how to tell stories in a way that excites and inspires and develops interest. Because if you don't know how to do those things offline, you're going to have no chance online.
0: I agree. And I used to say, uh, actually, uh, you know, I don't know if. Jill Rowley, if I'm sure you know Jill, like, you know, we had this whole conversation many years ago and it's like, look, you know, when we're talking about social selling was kind of, you know, the new hot rave is that to be eight or nine years ago at this point. Um, and uh, we were saying, look, if you, you know, if you, if you suck offline, you're going to really suck online. You know what I mean? Like you really have to hone in on the skills that allow you to have really great conversations and communication with people because it's so vitally important for you to be able to translate that kind of connection. And I think introverts, to your point, I think they have a huge superpower in the sense that they can emotionally connect in a more feeling way than sometimes extroverts are so you know focused on their process that they're not paying attention. And so I feel like this is a great chance for uh, maybe even a great equalizer, if you will, between the two personality types.
1: Absolutely, I think one one that both personality types need to learn how to do is just get out of that commodity box. I think, and this applies whether you're applying for a job or, or whether you're uh, you know applying or or speaking to somebody about a, being a potential customer, a potential customer. But you know, I, I'll give an example. I, I met with a. Uh, they were just a copywriter um that was really struggling to get clients. I mean, you know, she had four clients for for gosh quite a few years, and, and then all of a sudden she she lost two of those clients almost within a matter of weeks, and she was down to two clients instead of four clients paying her two and a half thousand dollars a month. And she started to hustle to get more copywriting clients, but the problem was that in today's economy, people are less likely to want to commit to $2,500 monthly subscriptions. She was just getting all this piecemeal work and then she lost her third client. So when she came to me, I, I realized that she was approaching people and saying, I, I'm a marketer I do co- and I do copywriting. And people were just automatically putting her in that commodity box. So what I, I started to realize that she had this real passion for the health tech space. And it, it turns out the backstory from that was that she had a heart condition and there's, she's literally alive today because of technology that came out that allowed her to, you know, to, to deal, deal better in life. And I said, look, if that's really your passion, why don't we just focus on health tech? And instead of calling yourself a copywriter, why don't we focus on calling you the mission maven, helping mission-based health tech organizations really get their message out in front of the the doctors, the the, the, the people that need this technology to get it in front of their patients. And instead of focusing on selling copywriting, why not help them realize that they have this avatar and help them... Understand that they're currently not writing to that avocado, and then creating this distribution plan for them so they know how to get their content out to the world. And at that point, hand it back to them because you can focus on your mission being about helping these health tech companies. So she started reaching out to people via social media and, and in face to face networking as the mission maven. As soon as she changed, Explaining what she did as just a copywriter, just like everybody else, to the Mission Maven focused on a mission of helping health tech companies get their message out to the world. All of a sudden, her business boomed. Now, we structured her packaging just differently, but within the space of 60 days, she got her first $10,000 client. Within a period of just six months, she got up to $40,000 a month in recurring revenue. And in less than a year and a half later, that Mission Maven was seen as the reason for why she was getting clients and her business was acquired. So just shifting when somebody says, what is it that you do from I'm a copywriter, just like everyone else, which commoditizes you to I'm the mission maven is going to get somebody to go, what, I don't know what that is. What exactly is that? And then you get the opportunity to explain on their invitation. She found by introducing that into LinkedIn videos and into social media outreach, her business just exploded. And this is what I mean. Introverts, by being a lot more contrived, thinking about what their differentiators are and what makes them unique, that is powerful both in the room And when you're online, I mean, for me, you know, my ability to bring sales and networking and online marketing together all under one roof, where a lot of organizations generally have those in silos, allows me to call myself the rapid growth guy and allows me to work with introverted service providers to obtain rapid growth. By separating yourself as not a commodity, but a a marketplace of one, that really drives your success online and drives your success in face-to-face networking.
0: Well, Matthew, this has been so great. I mean, there's so many amazing nuggets in here. I feel like, you know, it's been a masterclass in how to, you know, lean into what your personality type is and kind of embrace it versus trying to change it. I know I had asked a couple of times, you know, if someone's trying to lean into being more extroverted, is that really the right way to go? Or is it how do you double down, you know, own and use your introvertness or your extrovertness, right, as your superpower and how to, almost throttle that forward and back when needed in certain situations
1: absolutely I mean I can tell you every time I try to behave more extroverted anytime I try and copy what an extrovert does it more often than not makes me end up feeling like a bumbling fool like I always st- you know trip on my words my jokes never land it's just not <laughs> who I am like I'm the kind of person that will rehearse my speech before I go up on stage and sure I'm I'm dynamic when it comes to the question and answer and I customize my speeches but before I'm very well practiced. I'm the person that they feel like is going to run off stage because I'm pacing just before I go up and do my keynote. All I'm doing is practicing my opening line over and over and over again. As an introvert, you have to realize there is a system for you. But if you try and copy the extroverts, not only is it going to feel incongruent and inauthentic, you're also going to be just plain bad at it. And especially for the introverts listening, I really want you to know this. If you follow a system that's specifically designed for you. And there are introverted systems on leadership, introverted systems on networking, introverted systems on sales, and every other imaginable so-called extroverted arena. Not only will you do well with practice, you'll outperform all of your extroverted counterparts because day after day, a system, if you hold on to it, you'll get better and better at it. And it's always, a system is always going to be out be able to outperform you winging it and even an extrovert winging it because an extrovert's winging it ability largely results on their their mood. And if they're having a bad day, they'll have bad sales. They'll network poorly. They'll deliver a bad presentation. An introvert will be able to continually improve their performance, rain, hail, or shine.
0: Excellent. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for spending time with us today on the What's Next podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed um, I, listening to all of your wisdom. So how can they keep in touch with you, follow what you're doing, uh, and obviously go out and purchase the Introvert's Edge to Networking, which is due out January 2021. How else can they keep in touch?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can type my name into to Google and you'll find a ton of content. I mean, I would definitely suggest following me on all the social medias because I have a ton of free videos that I put out. Uh, but also, you know, my publisher hates me when I say this, but you don't need to buy my books. You know, my first the first chapter for both of my books vo- books is available. Uh, The the first book's available at the introvertsedge.com. And really, if you do nothing more than look at the seven steps that I outline in that sales process and look at what you currently say and fit it in and then fill in the gaps and put it in the right order, you'll double your sales in the next 60 days as well as overcome your adversities around believing that you can sell. And then the introvertsedge.com forward slash networking, you'll be able to download the first chapter there and overcome your fears of not being able to be a great networker and realize that you have a true advantage. And then I'll show you exactly how to leverage that advantage for success in the networking room.
0: Well, excellent. Well, again, thank you, Matthew, for joining us today. And uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you again on the road sometime soon.
1: (laughs) It was my pleasure and me too.
0: What a fun conversation with Matthew. I hope you found it as interesting as I did on this, how to manage introverts versus extroverts, how to be an introvert and be a very effective leader, how to be an effective salesperson if you think you're an introvert, leaning into that as your superpower and not trying to be something that you're not. I hope you enjoyed this version of the What's Next podcast. Please subscribe, share with your friends, download, listen, leave a few stars. But I look forward to having you join me the next time. Stay safe. Have a great day.